Fresh football takes. We are back. Talking Thursday night football. Going over all of the weekend's games here. With me always is Keegan, my producer. Hey, what's up, guys? Keegan coming at you. We're here. We're talking football. The takes are fresh. They're hot. They're out of the oven. They're ready for you, the listeners. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Fresh Football. Join the conversation at Fresh Football Takes to see some of the different things that we don't get a chance to talk about on the show. We try to keep it a reasonable time, not too long. So Hashtag Fresh Football Takes. Yes, really? hashtag Fresh Football Takes. Um, so yeah, check us out on Twitter. Like I said, we put a lot of takes on there that we don't get to talk about. Polls? We had some polls run in? Yeah, we got a couple polls. Want to see what you guys think about some different things. Reach out, man. We're a, we're a friendly group here. So Yeah, give us a follow. Throw us some retweets. Help us out over here. Um, anything else before we talk about this Thursday night game? Any other plugs? Anything we really need to say? Housekeeping? No, I think the only thing to be said is that Andrew Luck is back. Yes, he is. Maybe. He is. He's definitely back. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they lost. Exactly. I think it was... They lost to the Patriots. Yeah, the last two games have been a good sign for the Colts. Yeah, I agree. It's been a good sign. Maybe not for the Colts, but for Andrew Luck. I guess if it's a good sign for Andrew Luck, it's probably a good sign for the Colts. Right. Yeah, exactly. But... He's their guy. But yeah, I mean, he's thrown... It's good to have him back. After That was the, exciting at times, you know? It was an exciting game. It was a really exciting game. Well, uh, for a little while. They never actually came back, but like, yeah, they, they made it came a game. back. Yeah. yeah, they made it a game. It started, <laughs> I don't know. it started out a blowout, but they made it a game for a little while. And then Tom Brady found Josh Gordon for number 500. Yeah. 38-24 final score. Brady throws his 500th touchdown pass and his first to Mr. Flash Gordon. Second catch overall for Flash Gordon from... Tom Brady. It was a great throw. It was a great route. It was uh it was a it was a good catch and man, New England. All the pieces are in place now for New England. Their full systems go and they look scary yeah, per usual. They are ready to return. Everybody I feel like this happens every year. The first couple weeks they start slow. Everyone's like, Oh, the demise of the Patriots here. It's starting here. It's gonna Tom Brady's gonna fall off a cliff. And then they just get it going. You know, they got Julian Edelman back this week. Uh, they played on Thursday night against a softer Colts defense. And they lit it up. Josh Gordon looked a little a little healthy uh, getting Sony involved. Sonny Michelle looks so good. Sonny Michelle's incredible. James White's the man. They Gronk discovered Sonny Michelle. He's going to come into play. Yeah. Um, How many yards did he have? Yeah, it's tough. He was uh, 18 for 98 and a touchdown. I feel like that was a quiet. 98 yards in a touchdown. Yeah, it was the 34-yard I mean, score at the very end of the game that uh, the yeah, Colts that was were kind of giving up at that point. But, no, yeah, he, he looked explosive, though. He had some good runs. Um, he was getting to the outside. He just looks like he can own that backfield for them and do what Bill Belichick needs him to do. Just another dimension to that offense. Exactly. But it looks like, I mean, I'm sure Sony Michelle could probably catch the ball a bit, but it looks like James White has that covered, and... I mean, there's really no reason to go away from James White in the passing games. I think we were talking at the beginning of the show, and he had 14 targets, I believe, that you said. Uh, let me look up his stats here, how many actual catches he had real quick. Uh, 10. 
10 for 77 in the touchdown. Yeah, he's got the he's got the uh passing game from the running back perspective locked down. Uh Tom Brady 34 for 44 overall. 10 of those like I said going to James White. Uh 341 yards for Tom, three touchdowns, two interceptions. But I will say the picks really weren't if you watch, they really weren't his fault. They bounced one bounced off of I believe Gronk's hands actually. And then the other one maybe off of Chris Hogan. Yeah, it was a little bit of a weird game. A lot of weird bounces uh, for the Colts, too. I think Andrew Luck had, uh, yeah, he had two picks as well. There was another couple fumbles split between both teams. Um, it became a sloppy game in the second half a little bit, which actually helped the Colts, like, yeah, I was try say, to come back, too. I think like, that's when Tom Brady threw his interceptions. And those two picks really did, like you said, help the Colts make it a game again come the the third quarter and everything. But then it deflated the Colts that one. I believe it was Chester Rogers or it might have been another one of the receivers that Grant or yeah, one of the Andrew Luck was throwing to. He caught the ball towards the ground and then he threw it towards the Pats guy and he caught it. Like he just threw it. I don't know. They were bad last night. Andrew Luck was good. Andrew Luck was good. His receivers were bad. There was like what? Andrew a Luck, thousand drops. Andrew Luck had nobody. T.Y. Hilton was out. Doyle was yeah, out. Eric Ebron. Mario Lamack has been out. Nine for 105 and two touchdowns. He leaned on his tight ends because Swope also had a touchdown. He did. Yo, I got a question, though. How pissed do you think Lions fans are seeing Ebron have such a good season this year? He still dropped one. Yeah, but I saw something. In yeah. his three, four years I think with Luck likes him. I don't know if Doyle is the guy when they when he comes back. If you know, if and when he comes back. I think Doyle's gonna be the the chain mover, whereas Ebron will be the big play tight end. Yeah. Cause I think that that's another thing I read somewhere. I think he has the most red zone looks in the league. Ebron? Ebron. Like the most red zone targets out of anybody. He's got five touchdowns this season so far. It's And getting back to what I was trying to say, he only had in his like three or four seasons with the Lions, he only had five touchdowns in like a few seasons. Right, he was a bust. And now him. this year he's already got five in five games. So that's what I said. Like Lions fans can't be too happy with that. Yeah, he's just refreshed. He looks he looks rejuvenated this season and he looks like he came to play and uh he's been a big part of the Colts so far this year so yeah he really has been uh hopefully he can keep it up you know back in the I believe it was the 2014 draft I think uh, I really wanted the Giants sitting at 12 to to draft Ebron but the line snagged him at 10 and you know thankfully so because guess who was our uh, 12th pick that year in the first round Odell Odell. Yeah, there you go. I'll take Odell over Eric Ebron. Some silver day. linings. Yeah, so. So is this a win for uh, fresh football takes then? It is. Pats game? I picked the Patriots. I picked a 27-20 game. Okay. Uh, 38-24, but I really don't count the score for anything. It's just kind of a fun thing I'm trying to do. If I get one right, I'm definitely going to gloat about it. But when I get it wrong, I'm just going to say it's impossible and, and push it to the side. Yeah. So it's impossible yeah, to pick a score. Um, I will take the win, and that puts my overall record at 35-27-2. Look at Here me go. go. I had go. a slow start, but maybe I can pick it up this week. 
heading into week five. Week five. Week cuatro. No, so, cinco. Cinco. Week cinco. Cinco. So I believe it was last week when I was picking the games in, in my Pick'em episode. I said that I should really probably try to start taking some more home home teams, right? Yeah. So guess what I do this week? Pick more home teams. Out of, fif- out of 15 games, because there's two buys, the Bears and the Bucks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on a buy. So out of the 15 games... I picked nine road teams. Spoiler alert. Makes sense. What am I doing? I don't know, man. This I guess is this is why matchups. This is why we're fresh football takes, though. It's none of the boring stuff. It's fresh. It's spicy. Fresh. It's here. It's hot. It's locally sourced, organically grown, fresh, beautifully fresh. So here we are in week five. It's gone by so fast. We're already... I know. We're whoa. already past the quarter point of the season. Yeah, here we go. We're getting into it. The nitty-gritty. The nitty-nitty-gritty. I'm loving it. Let's get it going. And we will start with a game that I... Is really, I think, going to be a nitty-gritty game. Yeah. Tell, this is going to be a defensive game. One of the first defensive games of the year. What do we got? Minus the Titans-Jags game a few weeks ago. The Broncos and the Jets. Ah, uh, yes. Case Keenum struggling. Darnold... Struggling so far as a rookie, but mm-hmm. I mean he he still looks promising. Don't get me wrong, but struggling right now. But you know that that's expected even from the number three overall pick. Yeah. So this will be a very defensive game. The Broncos. I know Pat Mahomes had a had a good stat line against them last week, but the Broncos I think played well in that game defensively as a whole. So I I don't see why they can't play just as good, if not better, against Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think. I think the Broncos' defense is going to get to Sam Darnold pretty good. Um, I think that's going to really lower their chances. And I think that Keenum's going to have sort of a bounce-back game, I think. And I really like the Broncos' running backs, and I think that it could be like a grind-em-out game with them and and with the Jets, with Bilal Powell and... uh, Yeah, Powell and Crowell. Isaiah Crowell, so... I don't know. We'll see. I think you're right. It's going to be run-heavy, low-scoring, but... um, I like the Broncos simply because I think their defense is going to get to Darnold a little better. Ooh, spoiler alert. Keegan, I guess, is picking the Broncos. Okay. I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't hate that. Crowell could take over this game. Uh, Freeman yeah. could take over this game. Philip Paul Powell Lindsay. could take over this game. Philip Lindsay could take over this game. There might be all of them, man. The yeah, Broncos are the only is... team with two running backs who both have two hundred over 200 yards. Really? Talk about a committee. Yeah. That's they're, what the league they're is. Doing a, they're the doing an Ingram-Kamara thing. Yeah, the league's now in RBBC. Even if you've got, like you said, Kamara-Ingram, it's still RBBC. They're trying to keep the running backs a little healthier maybe. So, But I think at the end of the day, I'm going to agree with you here, Keegan. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think that, I just think that their defense is is gonna get it done. At the end of the day. Very nice. Go so Browns. that's that's road team number one that I picked. Let's keep track here. Road team number one out of nine. One out of nine. Gotcha. Well, I make it two road teams in a row. Uh, Packers at Lions. Ooh, gotta love these NFC North matchups. I know they're incredible. 
Packers lines is always a crazy fun-filled time. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, two guys that like to sling it around the yard. Oof. And are they? The thing is, are the Packers going to have enough weapons for Aaron Rodgers to be effective? I yeah, Cobb's out. I hear Devontae Adams is questionable. Cobb's ruled out. Geronimo Allison needs to pass concussion protocol. Yeah, he's questionable too. It's a Ty Montgomery sort of game. And Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Aaron Jones. But that's what I'm saying. The Lions have a three-headed monster at wide receiver, and Stafford's having a lot of fun so far this year throwing to them. You got Golden Tate, you got Kenny Galladay, and you got Marvin Jones. So, I don't know. I think the Lions might have the upper hand at home here. I don't think there's too much defense in this game. No, but I think the Lions have the upper hand. You want to know what I saw the other day? Actually, speaking of defense... And I completely forgot about it until. Carry on Johnson. No, 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 no. Talking defense here. I do love Carry on Johnson, but talking defense here. I saw that I think a week or two ago, Muhammad Wilkerson from the Packers is, I think, out for the season. And I completely forgot that Muhammad Wilkerson went to Green Bay until I saw that he was out for the year. I don't. Did they get him via trade? Was it free agency? Like I, I did. I forgot that he was there, and that's a big name to forget about. So I saw that like a week or two ago, and was surprised at it. And since then, I forgot about it, and I am now re-surprised by it because you're reminding me. So nobody knew that yeah, Muhammad Wilkerson like, was on the Green Bay Packers. He's like, I'm sorry. Refresh my memory. He's like a. He's he was like a def- defensive player, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a. He was a big guy for the Jets. Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Our friend Rob would be disappointed. In yeah, him. he's on the Packers, and he's been injured like all the time, right? He just got on the Packers this year, and he just got hurt. And he's out for the year. He got hurt like a week or two ago, and I forgot about it. Yeah. But anyway, we should probably talk more about the game, I guess, specifically. Spoiler alert, our, our friend Rob is a Jets fan. Um, but anyway, I went to Packers. I went with the Packers. We're just going to get to the prediction here. Whoa. I think we filibustered on this game long enough. I went I, Lions. Yeah, I'm going with Packers here. Interesting. Packers away. Packers think, at Ford Field. I just think Aaron Rodgers is the best at the end of the day. Okay. He's just the best. Fair and enough. I, if you're going to give me a shootout, Aaron Rodgers is the guy that I want on my side. Fair enough. But is it going to be like Andrew Luck? Is he going to have enough weapons? Or is it going to is it going to hold him down? That's my only thing. And Andrew Luck is not quite as good as Aaron Rodgers. Right. And he almost came back on the Patriots. They still lost by 14. Let's slow. Let's slow down on that a little bit. But I went with the Packers. Road team number two. Next road team that maybe I picked is the Giants. And they travel to Charlotte, North Carolina to play the Panthers. Fresh off of a bye. Yeah, this looks like an easy one. Uh, I I like the Panthers a lot this year. I think they've looked pretty good more often than not in their early games. And the Giants, I mean, they have the stuff, but they don't have the stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think that is probably the best way to put it. They have the stuff, but they just don't have the stuff. They have the, They have the stuff being the... The players, the names on yeah. paper, you know, Eli Manning, I, I understand he's not in the prime of his career. He, he's definitely regressed, but he's still a two-time Super Bowl MVP, knows how to get the job done. 
Yeah. They Absolutely. have Odo Beckham. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Saquon. They have Evan Ingram when he's healthy. I know he's hurt right now, but they have all of those weapons on offense. So they have the stuff, but they don't have the stuff. The game plan isn't working. The execution isn't working on offense. The defense, I think, is playing playing pretty well as a whole. But the offense, the if they could score more than 20 points, they'd probably win some games. Yeah, that's why I think it could be a surprisingly low scoring game, actually. Much like the Panthers' first game of the year versus the Cowboys was. Yeah, I could see this because being a low the offense score. is beatable, but the defenses are pretty solid. Yeah, on I, both sides. Yeah, so. on both sides. But at the end of the day, I I give the edge here to the Panthers at home with just the the weapons. They've been playing well. The Giants haven't been playing well. Just like when you stay in the flames, you know, you got to stay out of the iceberg, I guess. Yeah. The Giants are definitely the iceberg here. So Agreed. Titans-Bills up on the docket. The somehow, some way, 3-1 Titans. Boring game. Against the who knows what they are Bills. We know that they're 1-3. But... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I got to go Titans here, but I could see a Bills upset. Yeah, this game I think is going to be, like you said, low scoring. I think it's going to be close. The Titans defense is pretty good. You know, Josh Allen is continuing to grow and develop. Shady is still shady. I It, it doesn't really matter. The Bills defense is, you know, they're, they're not terrible. They've they've got some decent pieces, even though Vontae Vontae Davis walked out a few weeks ago. Had to bring that up again. But yeah, hey, you are what your record says you are. And somehow, some way, like I said, the Titans managed to go three and one so far. So I'm going with them. I think that this is gonna be the Derrick Henry breakout game. I'm gonna call that now. This is road team number three out of nine. Interesting. I think I like the Bills for the upset, man. As long as Shady's back and doing his thing, I think that's the key for the Bills, and I don't think we've really seen that yet because I don't think he was a big factor in the Vikings win. I think that was just Josh Allen. So, I don't think he played against the Vikings. He right, was hurt. He right. was out. So, like, when they get him back, which might be this weekend – yeah, I think I like the Bills maybe a little bit more. But really, it's a toss-up. I mean, yeah, hey, the, I, I feel like they're both like crappy teams. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they're not the best teams in the world. But like I said, the Vikings or the Titans, excuse me, are somehow 3-1. So give me the Titans. Falcons-Steelers. Blowout. This is going to be a shootout. Do you think it's going to be a blowout or a shootout? Uh, both. Both. A blue shout. A blue shout. A blue shout. <laughs> what do you think the score is going to What What type of score is a blue shout, Keegan? Please. No. Let me know. 54-51. Let's go. But that's not a blowout. It's just a shootout then. You said a blue out. A blue shout. But if a shootout can't be a blowout, then a blowout can't be a shootout. Excuse me. <laughs> my mind is blown. My mind right, is anyway. Yeah, my mind Big is ben. blown here. 
Big Ben can blue shout. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. They can create the shootout. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Devonta Freeman's back, Matt Ryan can create a shootout. There's going to be no defense here, guys. Zero defense in this game. No, the poor Falcons, their defense has been so decimated. You feel bad for them because they're one in three. One in three, and they've scored like 50 points a game or something like that. Probably not, but it feels like it. Like they've just been exploding on offense. Like they're finally clicking after last year, even though Julio Jones still hasn't gotten in the end zone, which is funny. Calvin Ridley has like six touchdowns, and Julio Jones hasn't gotten in the end zone yet again. I think Julio Jones has like one touchdown in like 17 games. It's crazy. some crazy It's nonsense. so weird, but I guess he's the guy between the 20s. I guess that's it. That's what they want. Yeah, I mean, if you put up nine for 173 like he did last week, every week. Owners are yeah, you aren't can't. happy. Fantasy owners are happy. Fantasy owners, Arthur Blank, the the actual Falcons owner. I think you're happy with that. Yeah. And on the on the Pittsburgh side, the Steelers just got to put it together. I mean, they're just out of sorts. They Dead and dysfunctional are the words I used last last show. Lev Bell back, or they need to get James Conner going again. Lev Bell's coming back in. He, he's coming back to the team in the bye in week seven, apparently playing week eight. Correct. Correct. So that'll be good. But until then, they really need to get Antonio Brown the ball. They need to open they also up the need offense. To, they need to do that, and they need to get – James Conner going yeah because they're a team that likes I as good as Antonio Brown is I think that they are a team that they look for a is predicated on the run yeah to set up that passing game for Antonio Brown and I'm not taking anything away from AB AB's incredible no matter where he goes and and that's why the tight ends have been getting more yards for the Steelers offense because Ben's been having to check down because they don't have that run game going you know they can't yeah push the ball downfield and juju in the slot yeah so so i mean all of that said and done this is a must win game for both teams the falcons are one and three the steelers are one two and one i feel like both teams are coming into this like this is the one i was talking about earlier where it was like whoever loses their season is pretty much over yeah that's crazy that's crazy (laughs) and with the steelers and the falcons two stalwarts of the playoffs in the conferences for both their conferences and one of their seasons is going to be over after after this week, unless they tie. Yeah, <laughs> and I, which they might tie. And because of course, there's just ties this year. Yeah, yeah. There's and they're like equal in terms of offense and crappy defense. Like yeah, this I'd stack them right up against each other. Is this the know? tie of the week? Oh, possible tie of the week. Tie of the week. Possible tie. Is that a new of the week? Did we just did we just create a new segment with a new jingle? I love it. <laughs> We do things on the fly here at Fresh Football Takes. No, I like that. I think that should be a thing. You know, there's been two ties. I don't remember the last time there's been two ties in a season. We're going to go with the tie of the week every week. Nice. And I can agree with you that this is the tie of the week. Yeah. But I think I'm going to take the Falcons on the road. Ooh. Road team number four, the Falcons. Now that's the one. Oh, man. Hey, they were my they were my preseason Super Bowl pick out of the NFC. I got to... If I think they were going to the Super Bowl, then I got to pick them when the picking gets tough. Should this be another water bet? 
Oh. Are you picking the Steelers? I'm oh my the God. Steelers. <laughs> so the Steelers, the Steelers losing one of the water bet last week, and you're just going to pick them to win this week. All I right. Think so, dude. All right, let's do it. All right, All this right. is our water bet. Our tie of the week water bet. So what if they tie? We don't have to get wet. <laughs> I think we both get wet if they tie. All right. Fair enough. I think that, fair enough. that's fair. All right. So I got the Falcons. Keegan's got the Steelers. We'll see. We'll see who gets wet. Maybe both of us in the tie of the week. Who knows? It's a game to watch. It's a game that you feel oh, yeah. like you need to watch. It's fun. It's going to be a fun one. How do you watch? Watch it be 10-6 just because. I know, right? That'd be wild. <laughs> So whether it's ten six or fifty four to fifty one, how do you watch this game? And now a word from our sponsor. Everyone listening loves to watch football, but to do that, guess what? You need a TV. TVs are incredible, one of the most culture changing inventions in the history of man. You watch sports, you watch some great TV shows, you watch some trash TV, you see a lot of commercials. It's so essential and fun. They've gotten so big and realistic. 4K, 5K, 3D, LED. This is crazy. You got to get a TV. Available now at places like Macy's. All right. I, uh, I, have, a, I have a story to tell about a TV. One time I was watching TV and uh, it was fun. So you should go buy TVs. TVs. What's your favorite non-sports TV show? Oh, um, I kind of like Bar Rescue. Um, a little bit of Pawn Shop Keepers. I think that's a show. No, never mind. Pawn Keepers. I think it's just Pawn Shop. Pawn Stars. Know. Pawn Stars. That's what stuff it is. like that. Oh, all right. My favorite TV show. See, you went with just like, not like, I guess, shows like Breaking Bad or something like that. You went with like a different type of show. I don't really know how to describe it, but. No, man, those are my favorites. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, wow. You like them over shows like Breaking Bad and stuff? Okay. Um, My favorite TV yeah, show. To be honest, I actually kind of like House Hunters, dude. Wow. Can't even lie. Get your house hunting on. House hunters. I can dig them it, Them shows where they find them fixer-uppers, dude. Some HGTV. Yeah, man. I'm an HGTV kind of guy when I'm not watching sports, which is, I don't know, maybe once every couple months. All right. We got a couple more games left. Yeah, we do. What do we got? How many we got? What do we got? Oh, we got a, quite a few games left. Um, All right. What's next? Ravens-Browns. Oh, Ravens-Browns. So we've had a trend of of high-scoring games over the first four weeks. I think this is a low-scoring game, just like a lot of the games this week. This might be a low-scoring week in the NFL. Two great defenses. Joe Flacco, like you said last episode, is rejuvenated. But the Browns' defense is also rejuvenated. Yeah, this is going to be a really good game, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Like I said, two great defenses. Baker Mayfield is looking to get his first win as a starter, and if he can get it here, that that that's a good defense to get your your first win off of. Jimmy Smith is coming back this week. Like I said, man, this is a really really good defense. So if Baker can get a win here, it is in Cleveland, so I think that that benefits the Browns. But 
again, just a, a tough defense to play. And the Browns' defense is a tough defense to play. Lo and behold, Miles Garrett is playing like a, a defensive you know, player of the year candidate. I know we've got Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, but you've got to – You've got to include Miles Garrett in the discussion at least after the first four weeks of the year, don't you think? Yeah, the Browns look pretty good, and uh, the Ravens also look pretty good. So it's going to be a good divisional matchup. And I feel like this game kind of always is a, a good divisional matchup. And Yeah, NMC North games are – or AFC North games, excuse me, are I feel like particularly fun. Yeah, always hard-hitting, always, always entertaining – um, and in terms of the Browns' defense, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They're pretty good. Two awesome defenses. But I've got to give the edge here to the experienced quarterback. Again, trend of the week on the road. Give me the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens too. Next game. This This is the game of the week here. You know what I'm talking about? Take a guess at what the game of the week is, in my opinion, Keegan. Chiefs-Jags. Good call. Good call. Chiefs-Jags. How is this not the game of the week? The Chiefs and the Jaguars. Yeah, how is this not anybody's game of the week? Yeah, it's the two best teams in the AFC. You've got the high-flying offense in Kansas City hosting the stout Super Bowl-caliber defense in Jacksonville. Will Pat Mahomes continue his hot streak? Will the Jalen Ramsey trash talk prove to be true? Is Tariq Hill just a return specialist, Keegan, as Jalen Ramsey put it? Nah. He's a good receiver, too. Yeah. I think he'll he'll prove that. I think that he's really developed his his route running. I I still think he has, you know, some work to do to be one of the best receivers in the league. So I, I definitely agree with Jalen Ramsey on that point that he's not. Tariq Hill is still not a complete receiver, and I'm not taking anything away from him. He's got all the talent in the world. He's he's very much improved as a wide receiver, but he still definitely has some work to do. He still uses his speed to his advantage. I think that's his main, I guess, skill. It's his speed, so I like right. I said, I, I give Jalen the the props on that point he made, but you know, he's still a pretty good receiver, Tariq Hill. The Chiefs have you know, a couple pretty good receivers. They've got Travis Kelsey, I know a, a tight end, but used as a receiver. I think Chris Conley's pretty underrated as a receiver. He's, you know, a really good I think wide receiver too, especially in that offense with Andy Reid. Just knows how to use him, it seems. Yeah, it's going to be an unstoppable force meeting an unmovable object is what this is. Leonard Leonard Fournette's out again for the Jaguars offense, so I think that they're going to try to pass the ball a little bit more. Uh, TJ Yeldon's been pretty incredible, though. In Yeah, he looks better than Fournette for this offense. Yeah, he really does. I wonder why it's I've been a... thinking that recently, like... You know, they drafted Yeldon High a couple years ago thinking that he would hopefully be their Fournette type. Maybe it just took him a couple years to develop. Yeah, he's on both sides of the ball. He's in the passing game, the run game. He's scoring touchdowns. He's he's doing it all. They don't even need Fournette back anytime soon. Like, Yeah. I tell you what. 
that is why. That's not why, but road team Jaguars gonna get the W in Arrowhead. When I went over my power rankings, when I debuted them last week, I put Jacksonville at two and and the Chiefs at three. It was really a really tough decision, but I said if they played this week, I would pick the Jags to win. Lo and behold, I didn't even know that they would play the next week, being this week. So I got to put my money where my mouth is. Give me the Jags on the road in Kansas City. Give me the Jags. I'll probably take the Chiefs, actually. I feel like most people are. Yeah. But who knows? It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun game. Maybe a not-so-fun game. The Dolphins are traveling north to Cincinnati, Ohio to take on the Bengals who are adding Joe Mixon back this week. Yeah, the Bengals look great. The Dolphins are another team like the Titans where you're not really sure how they're as good as they are. Yeah, they're 3-1. Or like as good as their record is. Um, and yeah, I think the Bengals are actually good. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Bengals and you know, the past couple of years, the Bengals have been pretty inconsistent. But I I do think that this year they're the real deal. I You know, Andy Dalton looks pretty good. He's looked pretty inconsistent in, in his career. But it looks like he's having a pretty good year, at least to start. A.J. Green's a monster. Like I said, Joe Mixon's back. Giannavi Bernard's out, actually, this game. But, again, Joe Mixon is back. So it, I don't know how much that makes a difference. I think that they're going to miss Tyler Eifert, though. It looked like they were really starting to get him you know, back in rhythm last week. But then he had that horrible, horrible ankle injury. He broke his ankle. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. It's one of those that you don't want to watch the replay. He was His ankle was just turned 90 degrees to the side. It was, it was gruesome. He's out for the year, you know, surgery, all that nonsense. So they're they're definitely down a couple pieces, but they also got Joe Mixon back. And then on the Dolphins side of the ball, you know, they've been getting the job done. It's been nobody in particular. Uh, Tannehill's been spreading the ball out. They've been using the two-headed monster in Kenyon Drake and the ageless wonder Frank Gore. Always productive. Yeah, I don't really know like what their offense is. They just pretty much spread the ball around and they kind of get down the field any way they can. They don't do anything great, but they do everything well enough. Yeah. But I don't think that matters in this game. I called them trash in the beginning of the year, and then, of course, they started 3-0. But I think that... It was just one of those fluky starts. It was a team that, you know, kind of caught everyone off guard a little bit. And I still think that they're trash. Yeah. Give me the Bengals at home. Yeah, at home, home team. Bengals. Home team We're on the board. Bengals. Yeah. So we'll move on. A battle of California. The Raiders, the Raiders will travel a few hours south from Oakland to Los Angeles to play in the StubHub Center in Los Angeles against the Chargers. Nice little soccer stadium action for us this week. 
Phil Rivers. Derek Carr. I think this is going to be a great quarterback matchup to watch, to be honest. They've both been playing really well this season, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, the Raiders have been okay. They've just been, like, confusing, really. Like, I guess their defense isn't that good. I'm not really sure, but 1-3, you know, you wouldn't think they'd be 1-3, but... And the Chargers, too, they're... They're just, yeah, two and two, you know. You're not really sure why. Their offense looks good enough. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, I I, I got to say something here about the Chargers. Uh, I was listening to the Fourth and Gold podcast today. Again, that's a that's more of a fantasy football podcast uh, for you fantasy heads. It, it's, you know, run by a couple of my, my college buddies that are living out in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was listening to them today. They came out with a new episode. And they... They really went through some quarterbacks that have been playing pretty well in the season that, that they wanted to shout out. And my one friend, Brian, said that he really wanted to shout out Phil Rivers, who's just been chugging away for so long in this league. You know, really underappreciated. I've personally underappreciated Phil Rivers throughout his career. Um, I'm kind of bummed that it's taken me this long to realize how, how good of a quarterback he actually is in, in his career. But he's he, he's been slinging it around the yard for them. Uh, for some reason, the Chargers just kind of always have this aura of choking and not being able to get it done. Yeah, Phil Rivers has had some really good years and some really bad years, and they just never sealed the deal either way. Yeah. But, yeah, he's he's been a good quarterback for them over his whole career. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that Derek Carr would be pretty happy if he had, you know, a, a similar career to Phil Rivers, obviously, maybe get a couple championships in there, but you know, overall, Philip Rivers is is a great quarterback, and I think Derek Hard would be happy with that career. Uh, he's definitely got the weapons to do it at least this season. Uh, Jordy Nelson has proven this season that you know, while maybe a half a step a step slower than he was, you know, a couple of years ago, he's still he's still Jordy Nelson. He can still definitely get it done. He can still outrun people in the secondary. And Amari Cooper, who, though inconsistent, has proven this season that he can just straight take over games. He has two games this season uh, with 8 and 10 catches, over 100 yards in both those games, and, and a score in each of those games as well. So they're going to look to get it, done, get it done against a tough Chargers defense. Yeah, they're tough, but they're kind of banged up and... Uh yeah, Joey Bose is out. Some points, Joey so. Bose is out until I think at least week eight. He said with uh with an abdomen injury. Yeah, it could be another shootout. I think the Chargers still have a decent secondary though. So yeah, I I think that they Casey might have the Hayward, upper hand in this one. Yeah, I think Casey Hayward is gonna lock down really whichever receiver he goes against, whether he shadows or or he switches during the game. Because like I said, both of those receivers, Cooper and Nelson, can can get it done. Yeah, absolutely. So, but though no game seems like a home game for the Chargers in the StubHub Center, um, maybe this is considered picking a road team, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, technically a home team, but they they seem to play there more like a road team more often than not. I'll definitely be catching that game tomorrow. What about you? I'll be catching all these games. T- or, I'm sorry, on Sunday. I'll yeah, be catching not Sunday yet. Not unfortunately not. We still got a couple of days to go. 
Yeah. You know one of my favorite activities to um to do while while watching football? What's that? I like to consume one of our sponsors. Oh, we have another sponsor read. We certainly do. This segment is brought to you by beer. Cold and carbonated and bitter and delicious. Beer is good with everything, especially football and grilling and living it up. Having some with your friends, <sighs> your neighbor, mow the lawn with one. The American way begins with beer. Drink some. Beer. Yum. You know, I was drinking some beer during that segment. I took a swig and thought, wow, this really is the way to live. Beer. Love it. What's your favorite beer? Let's give a shout out to our favorite beer company. I like a good old. Oh, man, that's a tough one. I know, right? I will say that my my beer choice this summer was Wolf Pup by by, uh, by Golden Road. I'm going to say Lagunitas. Ooh. I've enjoyed every beer I've had from there. Yeah, they're a pretty good one, too. Definitely. So I'll probably be enjoying some beer during your uh, Vikings-Eagles game. Ooh. Ooh. The big one. The big one in Philly. The NFC Championship rematch. Rematch. Will the Vikings get revenge? Will the Eagles prove that they are the superior team? Yes. Carson Wentz is here this time. It was Nick Foles before, 38-7. Was it was Nick Foles. It was two backup quarterbacks yeah. in that game. True. Now, now we two have two starting quarterbacks, aces. so it should be fun. This year will be a lot of fun. Two borderline elite tier quarterbacks. Yeah. It's going to be fun. These offenses have the weapons. These defenses have the pieces to stop the offense. It, this will be a good one. Yeah. Who do you got? Oh, I got you the, have the Eagles. Eagles. You have the I, I really don't know why I asked. I got the Eagles. It's all it all starts with the pass rush, and I think they're gonna have a good game. Um, and I think the offense is gonna have a good game. I think both offenses are gonna have a good game. I do think that you guys have you know, you were talking about pass rush. Uh, you know, the Vikings and, and the Eagles both have very good pass rushes. I don't really know whose I would take over whose. I I think that they're pretty even. It, it's really just a preference. But you guys definitely have the better O-line. The Eagles have the much better offensive line than the Vikings do. Yeah, we've been shaky, though. We've given up um, a bunch of sacks in the last couple games. I think it's like a record number for the franchise or something ridiculous like that. So oh, they wow. haven't necessarily started well. They've started okay. a little slow. So two shaky offensive lines against two good pass rushes. Yeah, but rushes. I think I think like the I think like the offense, the they'll bounce back, you know. Yeah. I could see this being I could see this being a high scoring game or a low scoring game, to be totally honest. I think this game can go in any direction. It could be oh, a blowout, yeah. it could be a closed game. This game is a wild card. This is the wild card game of the week. Oh yeah. But as you know, here on Fresh Football Takes, at Fresh Football, hashtag Fresh Football Takes, got to pick a winner, no matter how tough it is. Eagles. Going with the road team. Damn. Shocking this week. How many road teams is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of nine. 
We've got two road teams left. Wow. Will one of those road teams be the Rams as they travel to Seattle to take on the rival, the division rival Seahawks? Oh, man. Russell Wilson and Jared Goff, two premier young quarterbacks in this league going head-to-head. Yeah, this is an interesting one. With the 12s having Seattle's back. Yeah, I think you got to go Rams. This will be a fun one. This will also be a fun one. Or it could not be a fun one. Who knows? That's why they play the game. Yeah, I just think the Seahawks have a lot of deficiencies right now. And um, I don't know. Their offense might put it together, but the Rams are just like the perfect, the most perfect football team ever created, I guess. So I think that when it comes to division games, at least for me, throw out the records, throw out the players, throw out the talent levels. These teams know each other very well. They know how to stop each other. They know how to how to beat each other. They're always tough. Division games are always especially tough. But I think the Rams just have all the weapons on all sides of the ball. And the Seahawks have a couple good weapons. But a couple is not enough to beat in it all of the weapons that the Rams have. Give me... Road team number eight on the week. The Rams are going to beat the Seahawks. Yeah, give me the Rams. Cardinals Niners next. Oh, the other AFC. We saved the AFC West for last, I guess. The NFC West. NFC. Preferably. Yeah. Yeah, wow. All the uh, NFC West teams are playing each other. I didn't realize that. Yeah, this is going to be poop fest of the week. You think? Cardinals, Niners. I could see it. The Cardinals are traveling to San Francisco to play the Jimmy Garoppolo-less, the Jarek McKinnon-less, C.J. Beathard, Niners. C.J. Beathard. He's looked. At, he's actually looked all right. Uh, I guess it was just one game. Yeah. He played a pretty decent game though last week. I don't think he killed them. He's certainly not Jimmy Garoppolo, but yeah, maybe that's you know, it. You don't have to be Jimmy Garoppolo to beat the Cardinals this year. Hell, you don't have to be anybody to beat the Cardinals this year. They're zero and four. Everyone's beating them. Yeah, they're bad. At least Josh Rosen showed some signs of life because they're dead in the water right now. So this is going to be a rebuild year for them, and they're just going to see what they have moving forward. Yeah, you know, for uh, I guess it's not so much a rebuild year for the Niners. They just kind of got screwed by the injury bug. But as a whole, I don't know if the Niners really expected to compete for a playoff spot. I mean, I'm I'm sure they would have definitely won some games, but I don't know if they were really ever destined to, you know, win the division, get deep in the playoffs or anything like that. So I think that they were still kind of in, in the middle of a rebuild. They got their quarterback. They got what they think is their running back. Unfortunately, they both tore their ACLs. But that defense still isn't very good. Yeah. Yeah, they were always looking to kind of be on the outside looking in yeah, from but, the beginning of the year. But, hey, you know, sometimes a franchise has to go through that. Yeah, of course. However, give me the Cardinals to get their first win today. David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald are the two best players in this game. Yeah, I think so too. And Patrick Peterson, I think they are the three I best think players David in this Johnson game. Is going to have a huge game. 
Yeah, I think this is going to be David Johnson's I'm back party. They're going to lean on him heavy in this game, and I think it's going to work out for them. Very nice. I like it. Very nice. Do we want to talk some primetime? Primetime. We got to get primetime on the show to talk about primetime. Deion Sanders, if you happen to be listening to Fresh Football Takes, you know, get in contact. Love to have you on the show to talk primetime. Primetime with primetime. Let me know because I'm talking about your Cowboys right now playing the Texans. Oh, is on that the Sunday, Sunday night football, Texans. Interesting. They are looking to, I guess, win two in a row. They started zero and three. They beat the Colts last week. The Cowboys, I believe, are two and two. They're looking to climb to three and two and, you know, really stay alive. I shouldn't say stay alive in the NFC East because. Every team is within, what, a game and a half of each other at the most, only because the Redskins played half just three game. games. Or half a game or a full game. Well, the Redskins are 2-1 and one and the Giants are 1-3, and three, only because the Redskins had a bye last week. They could very well be 2-2 two and two also. Yeah. So, and, you know, all those teams are within a game and a half of each other. That's still anybody's division. But more specifically about this game, you know, I, I think this is, again, going to be a pretty defensive game as a whole. The offenses, you know, Dak doesn't have many weapons on the outside. Uh, I know the on paper, the Texans offense is really good with Watson and Hopkins and Fuller. And, you know, Lamar Miller is still a pretty good running back. But I don't know. They just haven't been able to get it done this year. I I like the Texans in this game because I think that the Cowboys' defense is good, but it all starts with their front seven. Yeah. And their co- their secondary really hasn't been challenged yet. Has So the... I think Watson's ability to scramble, you know, will create the opportunity for the Texans. Have the Texans' secondary been challenged yet this year? Yeah. I answered my own question. Yes, they Aaron Drew Luck threw for 400 yards and four. Andrew Luck joined the 404 club. That Actually, was, that was overtime, though, but yeah. Hey, four hundred four club. Yeah. Still, they let somebody in. But I think that at the end of the day, the battle of Texas, Dallas and Houston, the score is going to be twenty-one to twenty in this game. Wow. It's going to come down to a last-second field goal. By the Houston Texans. Nice. Fresh football take is on the Texans side here. Houston. Stand up, Houston. Don't let me down on Sunday night. Monday night, the following night, once we have consumed all of the Sunday football, got to sleep on it. You know, some of us get to sleep in late having Columbus Day off. Thank you for Columbus Day. I'm one of those people that gets off. And then we get to enjoy a Monday night football game. What looks like a good game. Saints-Redskins. Great offense versus underrated defense. The Saints... 
defense is underperforming based off of last year. Going against an Alex Smith-led offense that I'll say isn't the most explosive. I'll put it that way. So I really think that the matchup to look at is when the Saints are on offense and the Redskins are on defense. If the Redskins want to win this game, their defense is going to have to step up in a big spot, especially with Mark Ingram coming back to hopefully give the Saints the presence of a run game. I mean, I know Alvin Kamara has been incredible, but if you look at his rushing stats, I mean, they've they've been fine, but I think that he didn't get it going quite as much as just like a bell cow running back would have. I think Mark Ingram is really going to help bolster that run game, just make it that much better. But it's going to be tough against that Saints, or I'm sorry, the the Redskins front seven, especially with those two run-stuffing defensive tackles out of Alabama. Yeah, I agree. The Saints are a really good offense and they can't be taken lightly by anybody. Um, you got Alvin Kamara, you got Mark Ingram coming back. I know the Redskins defense has looked good, but I don't know if they've been tested as much. Um, and I think the Saints are going to be a big test for them. So. But I do think that the Saints defense is like historically bad again, so I think that the Redskins will be able to keep up and make it a game. Yeah, I think this will be a high-scoring game. I've got a score of 36-27 to 27 here. So, two-score game, but, you know, 36-27, that puts the over-under at over 60. That's my number this year for over-unders. Anytime, you know, for Monday night games especially. I called the over-under for at, at 60 for Steelers-Bucks, and they got to 57. I'm calling it again here. And I think that the Saints have the edge at home. I just think that that offense, especially with Mark Ingram coming back, is just too good. Just way too good. And that's it. That's football for the week. Week five previews. I'm excited. There's a lot of good matchups out there this week. There are. And, hey, you know, if if you happen to be busy on Sunday – you know, and, and don't get to catch the games, don't sweat it because you already know who's going to win. Yep, 100% this week. Fresh football takes. You heard it here first. I still suggest watching because football is just fun to watch, but you already know who's going to win. You already know who's going to win because so. the freshest takes have been taken. Yes, they've been doled out for the for the listeners' ears to consume. Perfect. We will be back sometime during the weekend, Sunday, Monday, something like that, to talk about all the games, see what happened, tell you why I was right for all of them, 100% this week. Love us some fucking football. Yeah, we love football.